Can you hear that? Yes, the sound of a field day. Farming community coming together to see each other, discuss life and work, look at new products, perhaps buy the latest whatever. But after two years of heartbreaking cancellations of these significant local events, they are back. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So the Southeast Field Days at Lucendale in South Australia were held recently and soon we hear from one of the legends of the event and how the Field Day site actually saved the town from bushfire. But before that, the Field Day was also the first time wool growers and the general public have had the chance to see the new AWI catch and deliver race delivery system for shearing designed and built in nearby Narracourt. Two modules bolted together and demonstrated with shearings on the hour and it's here that I caught up with those on the stand to see how it was being received, including Glenn Haynes of Shearing Contractors Association of Australia. G'day Glenn. Yeah, thanks Marius. No, it was great of you to make the trip over. You said we've, got, we've been blessed with some um, beautiful weather and it's great to, you know, everyone's out and about again and having a look around. There's people all, from all over the place, New South, SA and Vic, been calling in, um, so it's great. So... I understand this is the first time that the new race delivery um, unit has actually been put on public display in front of farmers. How's it been going? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, we've, we've trialled it um, last year, you know, through the spring and put a lot of effort into it um, with the guys that were involved in designing it. Um, so, yeah, it's been fantastic. There's been a lot of interest from the farmers. Um, there's some guys have driven, you know, three to four hundred kilometres just to have a look at them um, here now. So they're, they're now available commercially. So it's, um, yeah, really good spot to release it. Obviously, big sheep area down the southeast, close to the border as well. Now we have um, two of the shearers that are shearing on it here today. Shannon Warnest is one of them, world champion. Shannon, um, it's a real honour to um, see you again and speak to you. How do you find the, the new setup? You've been involved with it from the start pretty much. Yeah, no, it's, it's working quite well. Look, obviously we had a few little teething problems at the start, but, you know, the, just the way you can catch that sheep and drag it out, like, you know, it's, it's really good on your body and the, and the release of the sheep. Like, we've got a lot of people walking around the back and looking at it and the sheep shoot down that board all up with no effort at all. So, you know, that's taken a lot of effort out of, of that catch and, catch and drag. <laughs> and as you say, you, you say it's catch and drag, but there's actually not a lot of drag involved. No, 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 especially you get your um, uh, routine right, you drop it right where you want to shear it, so uh, no, that's ideal, and you know, like uh, Glenn was saying, big sheep area and big sheep around here, so uh, you know, it'd be good to see it out and about, and some of the people that have been coming up too, like you know, they're, they're looking at how they can retrofit it into the existing shearing shed, and uh, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback out of that today, which, which we can make it happen. Yeah, it's really interesting. Farmers, obviously, are very innovative thinkers, and they're always uh, never short of an idea or some feedback. Then, so, what uh, what sort of feedback are you guys getting? I mean, you, all three of you are speaking to to farmers about it. What are they saying? Yeah, it's been really positive, Marius. Um, I mean, there's been a couple of really good ideas that the farmers have given us, um, even of how they link together. Um, so you know, and how they they sort of coming up because everyone's got a different design shed, be it a closed board, open board, raised board. Some of the sheds that the guys have been talking to, you know, they're 80 years old, but they don't want to get rid of the actual shed. The infrastructure's there, but they need to upgrade, you know, improve their inside, you know, modernise it on the inside. So, yeah, they've been, it's been really positive. Actually, there's been, yeah, a lot of interest. So, 
been great. So this is the first time it's been shown in front of farmers, I suppose, but is there going to be a tsunami now of, uh, of people wanting to see it? How can uh, wool growers see it in person? Yeah, well, I think um, the, the plan is for AWI. They'll, these two stands that we've got here, uh, they'll be getting sent to Western Australia. Obviously, there was a fair few sheds got burnt down there recently, which was terrible. Um, so, you know, these will go down there, and this will give the other guys a really quick option to, to, to you know, just retrofit a shed or get the actual implement shed built and, and get these flipped onto the inside of them. And there's another two that are going up to New South Wales, and they'll go around the field days, etc., up there. Um, so, yeah, they'll have a lot of opportunity to see them. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so, Shannon, uh, what do you see the future of this? I mean, it's everyone's sort of looking for a silver bullet for this uh, shearing industry problem, and there there isn't one. But can this be part of the solution? I mean, a lot of people are looking to put in new sheds, retrofit sheds. What's your honest feeling as to what where this fits in the industry? Yeah, it's, it's obviously going to be a little bit uh, taken back by a lot of farmers because, but it's no different to the shearing trail, like the crutching trailers that come out years ago. You know, there's hardly a sheep. Shorn conventionally, like crutch conventionally now, so I think it can go a long way. Like, you know, a couple of the farmers that come up to me today saying they got a block here and a block there and a block there, and they've got to walk all their sheep back to their main shearing shed where each block's got a hay shed on it, and they're thinking, well, we can take this, it's portable, so we can take it to each block rather than take the sheep. Yeah, so I can see it's going to go a long way. Yeah, so it's a, it's more like a, in that set, setting, it's more like a mobile shearing trailer rather than a mobile crutching trailer yeah yeah and and uh, you know it's obviously you can pick it up with a front end loader it fits on a, a normal trailer to cart it around so you know a couple of farmers can get together like you know if, if they're shearing one week at their place they can take it to the neighbor's place and and go from there so uh, yeah and, and obviously it's going to be a building project as well like you know there was some like glenn said we had some good ideas today that we will we, we'll, um take to take to the meeting and and see if it's going to going to fit in but no it's really good now, uh, Glenn, obviously we're hopefully we're getting towards the end of this pandemic. Who knows what's around the corner? But um, the the shearing crisis that it's been talked about. How are we going with it? Because you, I think you're saying here, but in South Australia, you've you've trained around sixty shearers, young shearers in the last sixty uh, last twelve months, and pretty much all sixty are getting jobs. Yeah. Is is the problem? Are we backfilling the problem? Yeah, like I mean, to give you a bit of an idea, if you went back um, to 2019, um, there was about 120 people went through the shearing schools in South Australia, and there was actually only there was less than 60 went through in Victoria for the whole year. And out of that, there was only around about 25 went into the sheds full time in South Australia, and there was only around about sort of 25 um, at the most went into the sheds in Victoria. So going on last year's figures, there's been 156 people went through the schools in Victoria and 59 have gone on stands full time so we've over doubled the amount of that have gone on stands full time and 56 have gone on stands full time in South Australia all the shearing schools are full with waiting lists Um, there's a lot of interest in the industry because the young people are actually getting a job and staying on a stand they're not sort of getting on a stand get off go and do something else and there's not a lot of downtime yeah but nat- uh, nationally, how do we keep these people in the industry uh, if they're not willing to travel? How do we coordinate things better so that those young people that you are training so well stay and they're still doing it in 10 years' time? Yeah, I think there's a, you know, every industry, if you're looking for workers, you've got to make it attractive. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's the mining side of it or hospitality, you know, it's got to be attractive for people to stay in it. You know, things like these race designs, the shearer training, getting it out, 
it's making people's life easier. It's making the actual job easier on the body. Yeah. And, you know, if we can, you know, attract more younger people, make the experience a hell of a lot better across the, the country, and with a follow-up training, they'll stay in the industry because they make really good money straight up. You know, we can get most lads to shear 100 in their third week if they've been to a five-day shearing school. Well, the man that does it here in South Australia is right in front of us. Would you agree there with Glenn? Yeah, totally. I think um, now when a young fellow or girl comes along to a learner's school and they're going to go into the industry, uh, thanks to an AWI-funded toolbox, they've got the gear to start straight away, and that definitely helps out because that's a big... uh, problem with the young fella they don't have the money to get started so that's a great help well tell us what that toolbox is because i don't know that everyone knows it oh so once a young person comes to a five-day learner school and is uh interested in starting and they've got a contractor or a run to go to uh awi funded a toolbox which includes a handpiece some combs cutters pendulums all the gear needed to get started those first couple of weeks which can be hard then they can go out with the contractor uh we follow them up with three or four days training over that first few months to get them started, and hopefully they're away after that. And if, uh, yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you, all three of you. Um, thank you very much for what you've done to the industry, and um, hopefully we've turned the corner. And to see uh, this great engineering and innovation at work today with uh, three great shearers is, is a great, uh, great privilege. So thanks for showing us how it works. Excellent. Thanks very much. Shearer trainer Josh Sneath, multiple world champion Shannon Warnest and Glenn Haynes of the Shearing Contractors at the Lucidale Field Days in South Australia. And one of the driving forces of this event for 40 years is local wool grower and yard dog legend Rex Hocking. And I caught up with him while he was participating in the final of the state yard dog championships. We're very excited the field days has gone off as well it has because we had quite a lot of hiccups with COVID and and uh, that, but uh, you know, everything's worked out perfectly. I mean, a lot of hard work going in because we haven't had a field days here for two years, so you know, there's had a, bit, a lot of things rejuvenated and jigged up and so forth. But it's a lot of work, and we've got it done. And that, yeah. and uh, it's we're very proud of the people that came here to support us. And uh, it's been a very busy day, two days, I understand. Yeah. And of course, the, the field day side here being so green, yeah. I understand, yeah. saved the town from bushfire. The, that, the big bushfire last A bushfire, year. yeah, last January we had a devastating bushfire here. Last uh, January burnt, you know, thousands of head of stock and land, buildings and, and infrastructure. And uh, But we're mostly over the top of that now and, and things are going along pretty smoothly. Got a very young, vibrant community here and so forth, you know, a lot of, uh, lot of energy in this area. Now, I've, uh, we're lucky to be able to have a chat to you today because we're in the middle of the, the Yard Dog yep. Championships, of which you have two dogs in the final. So yes, congratulations yep. again. And uh, not only are you a passionate wool man, but my goodness, your, your, your passion and love for working dogs is, uh, is still shining through. Oh, very much so. Yes, yeah. We've always loved the wool industry and that. And my daughter, Janelle, she's, she's our wool queen and does all the wool on the farm and that. And then I you know, look after the dogs and so forth. And uh, uh, I've stopped breeding dogs now. I've bred dogs for about 20-odd years and that. And uh, I've just got a few old dogs left now and I'll buy a young one in a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, no, dogs have been a great part of our life. But it's a great part of our farm, you know, like I mean. It, uh, if you've got a fa- sheep farm, you've got to have dogs. You haven't got dogs, will you? You're not up with it. You're not going to get there. 
Well, we used to say they were the unsung heroes, but now with sort of mustard dogs on uh, ABC and what have you, I mean, they're, uh, they're sort of getting some recognition these days and pretty much very well overdue. Oh, very much so, yes, yeah. And that's due to the younger generation wanting to know how to work stop properly. And also the yard manufacturers, they're building yards now that work. You know, lots of the year they just built yards, you know, didn't, they didn't really know whether they worked or not, but now they put a lot of thought into building yards and where they position them on properties and so forth. And you don't have to have those bash crash dogs nowadays, you know, like, I mean, you'd only need, a, you know, a very ordinary dog in the yards nowadays with the way they're set up and the way they flow and that's a bit of, uh, big change. So given given the, the, the decades you've been involved with, with both um, yard dogs uh, and the wool industry and, and, the, and the field days here, uh, how are you feeling about the future, Rex, um, particularly given that there's so many young people coming in now? Yeah. Oh, the future in this area is tremendous, and I think it's all over Australia. You know, young ones are taking on, and families are you know, letting their daughters and sons come back home and have a say and run the farm and uh, have a big input, and, and they've got the energy and they've got the education and so forth and that. So, yeah. And, uh, no, uh, it's very bright. It's very bright. Yeah. Are you including wool in that? Very much so, yes. Oh, yeah, wool's tremendous. I never ever thought we'd see wool prices where they are and so forth. And uh, that, and uh, it's fantastic to, to see what we produce and we're getting paid for it. It's interesting just uh, speaking to a lot of people around here today. Uh, just just so nice to be out amongst the field days again. The, 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 the money that's around too. I mean, there's people that are really keen to, to upgrade facilities and buy new, new equipment. Um, but it's taking 12, 18 months to, for it to get here. So local manufacturers are in an amazing position. Oh, they are, yes. Yeah, they're, yeah well, I think to get a set of yards now, you know, it could be up to 12 months or even sh- sheds, hay sheds and so forth. We've been waiting 12 months for our shed, uh, shed to be put up after the fires and that. So, And, uh, you know, tractors, like, I mean, if you want to buy a new tractor, if you see one, buy it because, I mean, it'll go pretty soon. Or even second-hand tractors, you know, we've been looking for a second-hand tractor and they're all sold before they hit the show floor. It's amazing. Well, Rex, um, congratulations on such an incredible legacy uh, here at Lucendale um, with the Yard Dogs, um, and it's just lovely to see you again, mate, and uh, all the best for, for the future. Thanks very much, Marius. Yes, remember you years ago when you were ABC at Mount Gambry. I think your first job was out here at the field day somewhere and that, so, and we've always followed you ever since. But, uh, thank you very much. Rex Hocking, wool grower, field day and yard dog champion and hay-based trialer Jeff McDougall actually won the state yard dog championship with his Kelpie Ace and Rex was placed fourth. So Rex and his wife Kay were actually presented with a special red gum carved dog by the field days committee for their many, many years as organisers and drivers of the event. So before I go for this episode of The Yarn, I wanted to also acknowledge and thank my podcast partner, Ellie Bigwood, who has left for greener pastures. Ellie, you're sorely missed, and thank you. What a great pleasure it was to work with you. So from me, Marius Cumming, thanks for having a yarn with us.